using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags, always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Hello and welcome to the Influence Change at Work show. I'm your host, Heather Stegel, coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia on Blog Talk Radio and YouTube. This show is one of the many ways to help equip individuals and teams to influence change at Inclaria. You can find more episodes like this one, plus additional resources to help you influence change at Inclaria.com. Today, my guest is Karen Tate, who also joins me from Metro Atlanta to discuss how organization design impacts workplace change. Karen has more than 20 years of experience in developing and implementing strategic solutions in the areas of organization development, change management, leadership development, and talent management. She recently started a consulting firm to focus on these areas after working as an internal consultant and leader in both mid-sized local and large global organizations. Over the course of her career, she's gained a wealth of knowledge and developed practical tools for designing effective organizations, and I'm really looking forward to talking with her today. Karen, welcome to the show. Hi, Heather. Thank you for having me. Well, let's just talk really basic stuff for a minute. What do we even mean by organization design? That's what we want to talk about today. How do you define that? Heather, that's a great question and one I get asked all the time. I think there's so many different definitions of it and people have so many different ideas of what it is um, that there probably is no perfect definition. But the way that I usually define it is that it's a deliberate process of configuring structures, processes, reward systems, and people practices to create an effective organization capable of achieving the business strategy. It is important that people understand that the organization is not an end in itself. It is simply a vehicle for accomplishing the strategic tasks of the business. So it's really important for people to keep in mind that any organization design work must always align with the strategy and the goals of the business. Okay, so it's not the end, it's the means yeah. to achieving something else, right? So you got to give it some context. Yes. You don't just build organizations for the sake of building organizations. Right, right. And that to not forget the people in the process, that it's the people that actually perform the tasks and make the work happen and that you need to keep that in mind and keep all the change management um, aspects and tasks in mind as you design and roll out a new organization structure. Great. So what are some of the factors that, besides just people, you know, what are some of the factors that uh, people need to consider when designing or redesigning an organization? Well, I think one of the most important things to consider is the vision and the business strategy. Where are you headed as an organization? You know, what is your vision? You know, what is your strategy? And what is happening in the marketplace? Many times I get called in because the marketplace is changing Competitors are doing things differently, and a business leader's organization is not doing as well or keeping up with competitors, and that is also a catalyst for then looking at the design of the organization to see if maybe we need to look at that differently than we have in the past. We also need to make sure that the organization 
has the ability to change. So sometimes I'll have a conversation to say, well, there's been a lot of change in the organization today and your people and processes are suffering from change fatigue. Mm-hmm. Is it the best time to do an organization design change? It needs to support the right incentives. So if you are looking to drive sales up, but you don't put the right incentives in place to actually reward people for driving sales up, it will not be successful. You need to make sure you have the right people in the right roles doing the right things. I've also found that in going in and doing organization design work, many times the design looks great on paper Mm -hmm. and it's all the right things, but they don't have the right people with the right skills in the organization to do the work the new design would require. So that's always something that I look at with business leaders and make sure they have You need to account for the lift needed to implement the new design and understand and design to customer needs. So again, this isn't an exhaustive list, Heather, but there are, these are some of the important things to consider. Okay. Well, I'm curious when, uh, if leaders come to you and say, hey, we've got this new situation in the workplace or in the environment and the industry, and, you know, do they make the assumption that, well, we just need to move people around and then it'll be fixed? Yes, that's a great point. They do. And oftentimes, that's not the solution. So it's also knowing when org design is not the right solution. So I'll usually say, well, let me come in and do an analysis. Interview some folks in your organization, talk to some people on the ground, find out what's really going on and what might be driving things like employee engagement, you know, I've lost a couple key clients. Karen is what I hear from people. Mm -hmm. Sales are down. I really want to understand what the root cause is driving all of this. And then if the design is the right solution, because you're absolutely right, Heather, many times that's what they go to first. Well, if I just throw everything up in the air and I redesign the organization and I move some people around, it's going to fix all my problems. Yeah, we just need to shake it up, right? We need to shake (laughs) it up. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So under, pardon. So I was going to say, so understanding what's really going on is a key point when looking at doing an org design. Absolutely critical. I think, um, you know, a big takeaway here is not um, in going and doing it just because a leader says, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. It's really getting in there to understand if that's really what's needed and then having the conversation with the business leader on what, is really needed to get that leader the results they're looking for. Well, I'm curious about your approach. So if a leader is saying, you know, hey, this is what we need to do, and it's pretty clear to you that that's not really what they need to do, what's your approach to, I guess, influencing them, changing their mind about that? Well, it's interesting you say that because I think that's one of the biggest challenges I encounter is that oftentimes not only do they think it is designed because that's an easy thing to go to, but then they've created the design in their mind and they'll put it up on a whiteboard for me or chalkboard. I've met with leaders where literally they've drawn it on a napkin. I've had people send me PDFs of a, a snapshot of their whiteboard or a picture that I'm supposed to then Karen, just put this in Visio and that'll be the design we need. 
Yeah. And I think what's really, what I do is go back to, I'm usually always very successful at convincing a business leader to let me get in and talk to people and do the analysis. And I usually say that to say, you may be right, but let me just come in and validate that that's the right thing and what we need to do. And then I also look at other organizational artifacts. So I ask to see things like their employee engagement results. I ask to see their strategy. And I let them know I'll take an unbiased look at all of these different data points and come back with a recommendation. The facts always speak for themselves is what I say. You know, the data is the data. And usually when I come back with some kind of fact-based, data-based analysis, I'm able to demonstrate to them if it's not design work, what some of the other levers are that we need to be looking at to get some of the desired changes they're looking for. Okay. So help them see what some of their blind spots are, maybe some of their own biases as far as what they're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. And it's amazing how many have an aha moment in that. And sometimes it's a really tough conversation because I tell them things that they may not be ready for or want to hear. But there's always buy-in on the questions that I ask. Um, I do keep the actual results confidential, but they have there's transparency with, you know, the overall results. The business leader, the sponsor is always the first to see the end of the analysis. And so there's a real trust building there and a believing in, you know, we both, me and the business executive, want what's right for the business. You know, we're on the same side and I'm looking out for you. Okay. Well, I'm curious, do you ever get, you know, a group of people in a room and help them, like help them design it themselves? Yes, that's a great question. I think another challenge sometimes is uh, convincing the business leader that the best design is one in which that leader uh, participates um, and brings in the next line leaders. Because they're honestly, the, the people that are closest to the business understand the business, are interacting with the customers on a day-to-day basis, are usually the best ones to really understand what the pros and cons are of the right. design solution and what's needed. So I absolutely suggest consistently every time that we do a working session to design Now, I usually prep for that to go in with a couple of different alternatives. Mm -hmm. I think it's always, I never go in with a blank piece of paper. Yeah. And then work through it. I always say it's never usually, I might have A, B, and C. Usually what we come up with is a D. Right. You know, Heather, too, from doing all of the work around change management, that bringing them in to have input in the design is key to adoption and buy-in. Right from the leaders that need to roll it out. And, you know, I, some, you reminded me of someone once told me that it's easier to criticize than to create. Right. So not having that blank piece of paper, but going in with some ideas just so that people ha- have something that they can talk about because so, so often just starting with that blank sheet of paper and it's like, where do you even go with that? Even if, it, even if it's just having the right questions or having a bunch of questions to ask, so that people have a direction to go versus just saying, okay, what are we going to talk about today? (laughs) No, right. And that's a lot of times what I do have is kind of really um, 
good questions, or I might show them how it maps to their current goals, business goals. Um, and you, I do have people who will come in and they'll find everything wrong with it. And it's a great opportunity for me to say, well, great. What might you recommend we change or do differently so that the model better serves what you need? Right. So, and it's so, so important as someone who's going in with these ideas to not be too attached to them. Well, and I always say that I'm completely, um, I'm not attached to any design I put together. I'm, I always say I'm completely um, agnostic to what the different designs are. I don't attach myself to anything. And so it's absolutely okay with me if they criticize, if they change. Yeah. Like I said, if we end up with a D, an E, or an F, and I think that is probably one of the most important things about the work that I do is not to attach myself to anything and always remember that I am um, supporting and propping the business leader and his or her organization up for success. And so it's not about me and my work. It's about how my work and how I can help them be more successful. Right. So if we look at organization design and change together, I'm curious to know if there are any certain organization designs or elements, characteristics that better support change in the workplace? Um, well, one of the things that I always look at is how much change can the organization take? And what, are, what is their current design today? And then how far can we take that design? So I always say things like we can't take a leader-led, very hierarchical organization to self-manage teams. And a lot of times they're like, but I read it in a book or I saw it in a <laughs> video or I went to a conference. I'm often called after people go to conferences and they come back and they're all excited and they've read the book. And I'm like, but that may not work here. Right. And it may be too much change for people. So I think when, that's when, when you're looking at change, one of the most important things to take in place is how big a lift is it for the organization? And you know, what is the cost to the organization and the people? So many times how I close that gap is to recommend an interim solution. So I might say, okay, let's take baby steps. Yeah. Here's an interim solution that will get you where you need to go in the long run, but this is something we can get to more immediately. And then we can put together an end state of where the ideal design is. And then partnering with and working with that leader through the whole process as we make the changes. Okay. The hardest thing for an organization is to just rip the Band-Aid and completely <laughs> change things. I was going to say give them whiplash. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but if retention is not a goal, if the leader says, but I don't care about retention, if they all leave tomorrow because this is the way I want to go and I'm willing to take that risk then I have to respect that and go with that as well. Wow. But I like that idea of, you know, we're not just going from point A to point B immediately, but right. maybe there's, maybe we're going from point A to point C or D 
sometime in the future. And we need to have those interim steps B and C in order to get there. So designing change in more of a stepwise fashion versus just a complete transformation all at once. Right. And nine times out of 10, business leaders have the most appetite for that. The interim solution. And a lot of times I'll start with kind um, what causes the least disruption, the least change or what fixes the immediate need, you know, mm-hmm. when are they bleeding, and then kind of work from there. And the most important thing when you think of change management along the way is communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. And so as much communication with the business leader out in front, helping people understand the with them, what's in it for me, you know, why are we changing, why now? Why this is important for you as an employee? And continuing that communication, that transparency along the way is the most important thing I see to success. Well, and another question that's coming up for me then is, you know, when, when it is a situation where the reorg is going to involve some kind of layoffs or moving people out of an organization or into other departments, you know, what is your approach? What do you recommend as far as how leaders tackle that or, or handle that? That's a great question, Heather. And I always tell them to be honest. I think it's really important that they not promise things that they can't deliver on. Yeah. So the best thing for the leader to do is say, I can't promise that we'll all have jobs because I don't know yet. And I don't, yeah. but I will keep you aware. I will communicate with you. I will let you know. So again, not um, doing it in a in secret, but being transparent um, and transparent at the right time. So you yeah. never want to do it too quickly where people are panicking. Right. But you also... Like in a year, this is going to happen. Right. So <laughs> yeah. always having, I always have a very structured communication plan with a timing for the different messages and communications for, you know, what's appropriate when. I also try very hard to leverage the existing resources. So in ca- unless it's a mandate of we must cut $3 million in resources. Yeah. If it's more of a changing business model, like I said earlier, it's like, well, can we develop the right success profile and assess people? Because if they don't have the right skills, how can we develop to the gap? Now, we can't always do that. We can't always bridge the gap. But then how can we place people in other areas of the organization? So starting those coaching conversations early on and working with leaders and their teams to make sure that we're doing our best to take care of the people in the organization. And I think, again, if the people see that the leader, the sponsor, is invested, you know, in taking care of them along the way, right. it's a lot easier to be transparent and have those type of com- communications. And showing that they're doing it for the right reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That business case, the why change, why now, yeah. is critical in a language they understand. So many times employees say to me, well, I don't understand the strategy. And I don't understand how the strategy impacts me on a day-to-day basis. 
So I work on that, like bringing the strategy down to, you know, employee goals, right? employee tasks, so that they can see how they are part of the big picture. And sometimes they come to their own conclusions to say, I don't think I have the right skill sets for what you need going forward, which is great because then you're kind of meeting, you know, in the middle and they're able to self-identify. But again, the, the more transparency, the simpler the language the more consistent the communications at the right time to the right people yeah. is very important. Great. Well, and we're kind of getting at the point that organization design in itself is a change. And so I'm curious about what steps you would recommend for implementing an organ design change. Well, like I said earlier, I always start with the analysis I think before doing any design work, start with the analysis. And I think it's very easy for a business leader maybe to even say to you, here, I put a lot of thought into it. There's a lot of ownership there. Great. That's great. Here, do this. And instead to say, okay, I would would love to take this into consideration, but may I contact and talk to some of your key leaders in the organization? don't want to go too far down because again you don't want them to think why is she interviewing me (laughs) organization and then you also maybe want to talk with other business partners outside of the immediate area to get their perspective on how the area is doing or what they might do differently and then I collect and review as many organization artifacts as I can get my hands on so then I take into consideration what the business leader may be thinking many of them have a blank piece of paper And then come back with the analysis across people, process, and technology of what the changes are that I'm recommending that may need to take place. And then after that, if it is org design work, so if that is one of the things we need to be looking at, then we start the design process, which is looking at always the as-is org design because you want to see where they are today and where the leap is, designing and conceptual to be bringing in the next level leaders and having working sessions to settle on the conceptual design and then starting the more detailed design behind that, where you start actually um, designing the departments and mapping the people to the roles. Mm -hmm. So you're getting to a point where you're looking at individuals and what their role is now, what their role will be and the skills they need and the skills they have and what other, what other pieces would you include in that? kind of detailed analysis? Well, first of all, along the way, I must say communication is a thread that's going through this whole time as well. Yeah. The other things that I would look at is, um, are, we, are we creating new roles? So mm-hmm. if we are creating new roles, what's the process for posting and filling the new roles? Um, I also look at... Um, Not just the new roles, but what are some critical roles and are there people in those roles that we do today or map to those roles or do we need to, again, look externally or even look in other areas of the organization? So what's going on at this point right now really is a capability analysis where we're Mm -hmm. looking at all the people in the organization, you know, what their current skills are at a high level, you know, what they do in their day-to-day jobs and we're mapping it against the processes and the tasks, the work that's required within the new organization. And we're looking for mapping and gaps. 
Great. So what's the one thing that you would want to leave people with who are watching this or listening to this today? What do you want them to know about organization design? That the design is not the end in itself. You know, design is, think about it on a piece of paper. Yeah. But it's the organization, the people in the organization that bring it to life. And that if you don't manage the change well, and you don't have a solid reason that people are bought into on why change, the design may never be realized. Yeah. Great. So it's a long time. Yeah. What people don't understand is it takes a long time. So because then the whole implementation process. So I always try to tell leaders too, it's a very iterative process. Yeah. And to get all of that right, it takes a long time. It, it's difficult to do it in a month or two. Yes. It can be done, but it takes five, six months to really get it right. Yeah. Great. So where can people contact you to learn more? They can contact me via my email address at Karen at KarenTateConsulting.com. Great. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I will make sure I send to you the process that we talked about today so that you can post it along with my contact information. Great. So I'll post uh, a diagram on uh, the website. So on the Enclaria website uh, with this blog that where this is going to be posted, there will be a link to a diagram for a process for organization design. So you can go there and download that if you'd like to get that. Great. Thank you for having me today, Heather. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. And thank you for listening to the Influence Change at Work show. If you'd like to find more resources to help you influence change in your organization, including individual coaching, team workshops, and upcoming training events, please visit enclaria.com. And while you're there, sign up for the monthly newsletter and receive a free change readiness assessment to find out if your change initiative is set up for success. Until next time, best wishes on your change initiative. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra strong trash bags, always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra strong with Arm & Hammer odor control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. 